Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged. This is episode number 1073 for the week of April 7th, 2020. I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. And Craig Williams. Hello. And Craig's delayed, but okay. Um, so, folks, hope you are doing as well as can be expected under the uh, under the circumstances. Uh, um, I, I think I'm on week three now of uh, not leaving my house, and I'm perfectly fine with that, which is kind of <laughs> scary. Um, and John I've and gotten Kevin, used to them delivering groceries. Well, I did that anyway. It's like, I'm okay not, <laughs> not leaving the house. I mean, none of this is unusual for me. You want to know this, the truth? We are actually on week six. We, yeah. very early on, we saw this coming and we said, listen, let's just start. And on, it was like March 1st, we decided that was it for us. And you're perfectly fine with it, aren't you? I don't even notice anything different. <laughs> well, that's it. That's what I'm saying is that like. Our social life is a little different. You know, and also this, this. Well, you at least have to leave the house to come do the shows, right? You, you come True. to the studio. I don't even have to do that. I walk up the hallway. And although I miss like every so often, like some sad, crazy lady, I walk up the hall and like sit in the studio. <laughs> do you put on your wedding dress? <laughs> no, but I, I'm very close to breaking out, uh, uh, breaking out into a, a, a chorus of it, as if we never said goodbye. Um, Mrs. Hav- Mrs. Havisham sits in the studio. Yeah, right. So, all right. So, I want to Rigby. A couple things I want to uh, I want to start out talking about. Uh, I can find where my mouse is. Does anybody um, see Craig? No. I, I'm still here. Don't worry. I just turned my <laughs> video off to like, you guys. God, you can't see him, but you hear the voice. Um, so interesting, interesting story <laughs> came out this morning. Um, uh, and it, in an interview with Forbes, uh, Bob Iger started laying the groundwork for what we can expect when the parks open. And I'm just going to read... Uh, the entire quote from the article about that. So uh, he said, quote, one of the things that we're discussing already is that in order to return to some semblance of normal, people will have to feel comfortable that they're safe. Some of that could come in the form ultimately of a vaccine, but in the absence of that, it could come basically more scrutiny, more restrictions. Just as we do bag checks for everyone that goes into our parks, it could be that at some point we add a component of that that takes people's temperatures as far uh, as a for instance we're studying very carefully what china has been trying to do in terms of their return to normalcy and one of the things that's obvious is they've conscripted a large segment of their population to monitor others in terms of their health you can't get on a bus or a subway or a train or enter a high-rise building there and i'm sure this will be the case when their schools reopen without having your temperature taken. Um, I'm just curious, will this be rectal or? Um, <laughs> sorry. It's your choice. It's your choice. It's your choice. Um, How you like that? You can go behind a curtain. Um, Premium uh, annual pass holders get that choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, so that'll be an upcharge. Um, 
<laughs> so, so we like an extra fast pass. So we've asked ourselves the question: uh, Let's prepare for a world where our customers demand that we scrutinize everybody, even if it creates a little bit of hardship. Like it takes a little bit longer for people to get in. Just as uh, the case after 9-11, where people ultimately lived with the notion that in order for them to enter a building, if you're in an office building, you have to show a picture ID or get your picture taken and be screened. Uh, in order to enter a park, you have to put your bags out there to be checked and you have to go through some kind of metal detector or certainly what's going on in airports with the TSA. So, you know, that makes it clear that... Um, I. I don't think he's going to say that if it's just, you know, oh, maybe we'll do that. I think that's exactly what they're going to do. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly okay with that. I, I also think, think, I swear to God, I think they're going to be handing out face masks and requiring everyone in the parks to wear a face mask or you don't come in. In, in lieu of a vaccine and all of a sudden everybody's okay and it all sort of comes to a grinding halt, we're looking at a world that's going to be different. He mentioned it. It's going to be like after 9-11. Just, we're just going to have a different world. And it's going to be not just theme parks. It's going to be getting on a plane and it's going to be going to concerts and things. You know, uh, we kind of joked about folks from China or folks from uh, Asia who always wear masks. And we said, oh, that's so silly. Why are they wearing masks? Right. Guess uh, what? That might be the new norm for us going I, forward. I think it absolutely is. Um, you know, I remember when Sean and I were in Tokyo a couple years ago. Um, you know, a lot of people were wearing masks. In fact, uh, Sean picked one up. Um, they had Disney-themed face masks. And that's going to be the new IT accessory at, at, uh, at Walt Disney World. I'm telling you. Um, so the question I have, though, is, you know, how what is going to be sort of the authority of this? So let's say someone comes up and they do a, a temperature scan, which can be done easily. They've got these ones you point at your forehead and you can do a really easy temperature scan. So what happens if someone's got a hundred degree temperature? Are you pulled out of line and then made to go somewhere else? This is a really tricky thing to navigate for some, something you've like seen the movie bar. soil and green right oh they're gonna throw them in a truck and <laughs> drive them off <laughs> that's um, one of look, the things no. sorry one of the things i was wondering is what like once we get to that point if they were taking temperatures what is the threshold and on top of that too i know i'm not a doctor or a scientist or anything so this is me asking a genuine question like on a 95 degree day in Florida where it feels like a hundred plus outside and you're running to get from one place to another, is that, can that raise your body temperature? Like sure. to, yeah. okay. So then what anytime happens? Blood is, anytime you put blood pumping through your body, you're going to raise your body temperature and your body's also trying to expel its heat that way. But I think that there's going to be, I mean, I think we don't consider a certain range of temperature for you being sick. You know well, what I'm saying? Keep in mind, keep in mind the FDA just fast tracked and approved a coronavirus test that'll get a result in 15 minutes. Um, so it's not out of the question that there's a secondary screening. If, if, you know, they, they take your temperature and you, you, uh, your temperature is, you know, uh, over a hundred that, uh, you're taken somewhere else and you're given a secondary screening for coronavirus. I mean, and you know, I, I know there are some people that will take exception to that, 
But I have to remind you, everyone, that Walt Disney World is private property. And they have the right to set whatever restrictions they want on who goes in their parks. So, you know, because invariably you get to stuff like this and you get the people saying, oh, my rights, my rights. Right. You have a certain, yeah, of course, we don't give up our constitutional rights walking into a theme park. But it's private property. So they are able to police that up to a point in whatever way they want and absolutely within their rights to say if you know you have if you're not going to wear a mask for example or uh you have a temperature above a certain amount or let's say you know if you want to come in and you have a high temperature you can either take this 15 minute test or you don't or have go to, to universal or go to universal <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's gonna again. It's gonna be a whole different world for us going forward. Hopefully, it won't be for a long period of time. Hopefully, this was this will be the stop the stopgap to get us into theme parks and get our lives back to normal. Hopefully, we'll have a vaccine that you know we don't don't have to worry about it going forward. Well, but you know, who you know, it's it's gonna be different. As we just gotta get used to it now. Look, you know. Um, uh, I'm going to say something that may upset some people, but this is just how I feel. Um, one of the things I love about living in the United States, about being an American, um, is uh, A, we really do value our freedom and we don't like being cooped up. Uh, B, we're a capitalist society um, and our capitalism is being threatened right now, which is a real motivator for our, uh, our, our, our scientists and our doctors um, and, you know, pharmaceutical companies and companies that make money off this. It's a real motivator for them. Um, and I think all of the creativity and effort and brain power that we have in this country is being brought to bear on this. And I think we're going to adapt to this in very unique ways. I think we will have a vaccine sooner, sooner rather than later. Um, because you take a look, I mean, when was the last time you saw efforts like this aimed at one thing? The last time I saw anything even approaching it was 9-11, and I don't think that was raised to the level that this is right now, to be honest with you. Um, so, as long as we're talking about medicine, can I make a plea? Sure. That no one self-medicates. Yeah. Now. Only take medicine prescribed by your doctor, a licensed, educated doctor. Yeah, I love the line. Don't confuse your Google search with my medical degree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. that's funny. So, <clears throat> so the question becomes, right? So the question becomes, um, where does this occur? Okay, can you not go to a resort? Will they stop you at the resort now? and take your temperature and make you be tested? Will they stop you, you know, at the airport? I mean, you got to figure out at some point, there's got to be a place where they say, listen, we're not willing to make the risk go beyond this point forward. Because if that person gets off the plane and gets on a, a Disney Magical Express bus, well, guess what? All those people could be uh, infected before they even get to a point where they're tested. So where does Disney do this? Out. In multiple places. And I have a feeling we're going to see parks with a much lower attendance rate, with a much lower attendance cap. 
Oh, absolutely. I think there's uh, no question. And I think we're going to be looking at these adjustments for a minimum of 18 months. I think, you know, right now, as John mentioned before, I think, you know, uh, they're, they're looking at ways to begin getting back to normal. And again, a driving force behind that is business, is revenue. And that does prompt creativity. Um, and again, that's something that the United States, and I'm not saying this in a disparaging way at all, that's something the United States does really, really well. There's a lot of problems with our healthcare system. I think it, in everyone, I don't care where you are on the spectrum, will agree there are problems in the healthcare system. However, one of the thing, one of the reasons why you know capitalism is driven a lot of the uh, a lot a lot of the discoveries, a lot of the medications that have been developed. Um, it's why you know we have incredible technology and resources in terms of healthcare. Unfortunately, it's just not available to everyone because of the healthcare system. But um, I just keep thinking about how all of that, all of those resources right now are just being brought to bear on this. Um, and I have a lot of faith. I have a lot of faith when we, you know, as a nation, we're of, of one mind on something. Just take a look at history. We get it done. We get it done. And we're going to get this done too. I just don't know how, when, or what. Um, and of course, there are going to be questions, or already are, about uh, personal freedoms. And, you know, does the government have the right to tell us to stay in our house? Yes, they do. But um, in the case, you know, the state does anyway. Um, but because I've been getting some pushback from that in the email from a few people that the you know, state doesn't have the right to tell you to shelter in place. Yeah, they kind of do. They kind of do. They have police power in, in an emergency. In an emergency situation, not on Thursday, but when there's a real reason, the state does have the right to do that. So let's not get ahead of ourselves or get crazy here. The situation's bad enough without that craziness going on. I also think the problem is uh, speed, right? This is one of those things where we all want something immediately. So it's like, why don't we have a vaccine now? Why isn't this decided now? And it sort of overlaps with Disney in this regard because everybody wants an answer about what is Disney going to do now? Tell me now. And unfortunately, we kind of have to, we're in this sort of wait and see for a lot well, of stuff. Yeah, People you know are what? moving forward and doing stuff, but we, you know, you can't, it can't be instantaneous. I've been saying it a lot in these broadcasts over the last few weeks. Uh, we have to get comfortable with not knowing, and that's tough. Look, I'm not, you know, it's much easier to say that than it is to do it. None of us like to live in uncertainty. None of us. But it's also why, I, you know, I and I'll save this for a DBC show. But um, my rant about DBC right now. But one of the things, like especially Walt Disney World and Disney Cruise Line, their communication has been phenomenal. I'm not saying that there's not a lot of it where one day it's this and the next day it's something else, but it's being communicated and it's being communicated well and consistently. And that is all we really need and want right now is just let us know what's going on. Don't don't say we're looking at it and then say nothing else, which is what DBC is doing. Uh, I always say this to Kevin all the time. I say, as infuriating as this is, especially for us trying to help our clients, I feel like Disney winds up 
in the right spot on a lot of stuff. And take example, uh, annual passes. They just announced how they're going to handle annual passes and, and people on payment plans and stuff. And it took a while for that information to come out, but I feel like they did the right thing, extending mm-hmm. the end date of the pass and all of that stuff. So for a lot of these things, I think Disney's doing the right thing. These future cruise credits, these uh, opportunities to rebook and get a better deal, um, things like that. I they feel are. like eventually we get there. It just takes time to get there. Well, you know what? They are doing everything they can to make it right by the guest. I just can't criticize them on it. I can't. I, I would love to, but I can't. Because cruise Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, Disneyland, their policies have all been public safety first, not profits, and how do we do guest recovery for an issue we didn't cause? I want you to think about that for a second. Disney's not responsible for coronavirus. Okay? They're not responsible for this. They could have hidden behind, well, this is an act of God. We, you know, with nothing we can do. Sorry. They could have hidden behind it. Um, They would have been lambasted, but they could have gone that route. But they didn't. They didn't, and they haven't. And I got to tell you, it it is really good to see. It is really good to see and buys a lot of goodwill with me anyway. You want to say something, John? I thought you were getting ready to talk. Um, we mentioned this. We said the exact same words on a recent Dream Show, and where we said, you know, not only Disney, but a lot of the companies we deal with, the travel companies we deal with, are doing the right thing. And they could have easily said, "Listen, this isn't our fault. We have no control over this. Let the chips fall where they may." But things like even airlines and other cruise lines and Universal, everybody's trying to do the right thing here. Even, and, uh, uh, even by mortgage company. My mortgage company reached out to me and said, hey, listen, if you need to suspend mortgage payments, we'll just tack it on to the end of your loan. Let us know. And I'm like, I mean, I I know that's the law, right? (laughs) After the the financial meltdown in 08, things were changed. But... Then again, my mortgage company is Wells Fargo, and I think they are looking to make sure they have no bad press. <laughs> because but you know, I'm Wells Fargo is not. You know, Wells Fargo is not doing any SBA loans. They've backed away from all of that, so that's a weird sort of byproduct really? of their problem. Yeah, byproduct of their problems in the past, but um, that's getting into weird minutiae of stuff. I got to tell you, they were. You know, I was just very surprised, not just to see that they were doing it. But that they were so, like, reaching out for it. Yeah. Like, okay, what's in this for you? I will say there's a weird sort of thing. We're running into a lot of problems with Adventures by Disney. And I think it's mostly because Adventures by Disney doesn't know what to do. So there's a lot of these. Kevin, tell me, let me know if you agree with me or not. There's a lot of changes in policy. I always Uh, do. Let me know if I'm wrong. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Thank you. You know, so there's these changes in policy and there's a lot of, you know, I I hate to say it this way, but we're sort of schooling them on, listen, you've got to be more responsive to the fact that someone is worried that they're um, lost their job and they need their money now, things like that. So that's the one place where we're running into some 
friction with our Disney products. Well, and I do have to jump in here, though. I've been having conversations with them about this and where Disney World has to worry about Disney World. Adventures by Disney has a great many third party vendors. Yeah. They are not running the show all over the world. They are uh, they are relying on other people and other companies to make these trips go. So there's a great deal of negotiation there too. They have been slow to react. Yeah, but again, like you said, they're they're in a different they're in a different position than everybody else. They, but. they are, but also I'm going to point uh, I'll point out management of Adventures by Disney is the same management team with Disney Vacation Club, and we're seeing huge issues there too. So I'm sorry, and it's I I really do like Terry Schultz. I really do. I do too. But she dropped the ball here. She's dropping the ball on Adventures by Disney. She's dropping the ball on DVC and her and her team need to get their crap together and in one bag and start doing stuff because it is such a spotlight on that business group when you have World, Walt, Walt Disney Travel Company, Disney Cruise Line, Disneyland all responding not just well but brilliantly and being very responsive to the guest needs. And I understand those two business units, Adventures by Disney and Disney Vacation Club, are unique. Are unique. There are different. But all we want is some communication. Stop telling us. We're reviewing it. It's a month now. You've got to give us something more than that. Because, again, we're already living with a lot of uncertainty we can't do anything about. This is uncertainty people don't need. Okay, this uncertainty that you just have to accept, and then there's uncertainty that's coming from, forgive me, incompetence, and an unwillingness to address the issue. And that is not okay. That is not okay. Did I want to get on my, on this show a month ago and tell people, I don't think it's a real good idea to go to the parks right now when I own a travel agency? Of course I didn't, but it was the right thing to do. They've got to Adventures step up. by Disney has canceled all departures through May 31st. If your adventure date was to start on May 31st or before, your adventure has been canceled. They have not made that decision for June yet. But I have some folks who are supposed to go to Northern Italy in the first week of June. And I think to myself, ABD is holding on to a huge chunk of money that actually could support a family. And we, I keep asking if we're going to make that decision soon, because these folks, I mean, I'm guessing that they're not going to, you know, Milan on June 4th. So I think to myself, this reaction has to be a bit faster. People deserve their money back. Pete, you know about the refund policies, right? For pretty much for anybody who's canceled, they're saying 60 to 90 days before people will get their money back. And I think that's unacceptable. I did especially not know now. That. Yeah, especially now with people who have lost their jobs and who are counting on that money. Disney is saying 60 to 90 days to get any money back that they owe you. And that's just, I'm sorry, that's And other travel providers are saying up to 120 days. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. There's one travel provider we deal with 
who, when you call there, says, if you're not traveling within the next 60 days, call us next week or the week after. Who is that? Tell us. Viking. Yeah. Yeah. And so you take a look. Oh, look, you know, even Delta, who I love, Delta had to be told by the, by the FAA, refund this money. Because I had a trip scheduled to uh, 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 New York over like uh, the third weekend in uh, in March, and they wouldn't give me a refund. Not only did they charge me uh, a, a cancellation fee, and I'm diamonds with Delta. Like wow. I'm like surprising. So not only would they not give me uh, a refund, they gave me a future travel credit. They took two hundred and some odd dollars out of each ticket. That's weird. We had our um, our airfare through Delta for Egypt, and they refunded all of it. Yeah, no questions asked. However, we did have uh, we were supposed to go to New York this past weekend, and we booked through United, and United just gave us a credit. I'm not. I don't want to say I'm fighting with them, but I'm trying to work with them. Yeah, I mean it's tough. Everybody they got to understand that you know people are hurting right now for many reasons. And one of those reasons is possibly unemployment and not having money. So, you know, that money you've put out, you got to give it back to people, you know, it's their yeah. money. Yeah. I mean, so it's again, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a good reason why <clears throat> Disney treats all of these as separate businesses. So like, you know, Walt Disney travel company is one business. Disney cruise line is another Disney Vacation Club is another, ABD is another, but when it comes to stuff like this, policies have to be a lot more in line with each other. Policies have to be a lot more in line with each other. And, you know, and like, you know, I've said, there may be real reasons why something can't be done. There may be a legal reason, there may be, it may be a matter of, you know, dealing with vendors or something. You need to communicate that. This is not normal. This is not the normal scenario here where you can go and your, 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 your public statements are, you know, typical Disney BS. Just tell the truth. Just say, hey, this is what's going on. People will accept it. They may not like it, but they'll accept it. I'm like, okay, you know what? That sucks, but at least you gave me a straight answer. That's all people need. Give us a straight answer. What's going on? There's no excuse. Also, Disney's... Disney's always had the reputation that if you called and didn't get an answer you wanted, if you called back and talked to somebody else, you could get the answer you want. They have that reputation. The parks have that reputation. If you ask a cast member who says no, ask someone else. If you ask enough times, you'll get a yes. I am working harder at dismantling people's vacations and getting refunds than I did putting them together. And when I was putting them together, there was always the idea that I was going to get paid for this. In this situation, I'm working twice as hard, taking it apart with the knowledge that there's no income. And it's all, a lot of it has to do with the fact that I have to make four and five phone calls to get the same information I got yesterday. And that makes it difficult. And 
let's also just put it out there too that I believe ABD is the only business unit that did not protect commissions for travel agents. They have not. That they is did true. not protect commissions. Everybody else did. World, and you know, when you sell as much of that product and have, have been as much of a cheerleader for that product as we've been, that stinks. That stinks. Um, so, you know, and there's a couple of Italians that run the company, that run <laughs> our company. We have long memories. We do. Long memories. Um, John's a lot worse with that than I am. Uh, my favorite expression is, I forgive, but I never forget. I never forget. He told I me that forget. like the second week I met him, and I thought, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to the Disney, Walt Disney World, where we started with what the parks are going to be different during this. Do you think that the screening process to either get to a resort or a park or transportation, do you think that's going to be the last thing we see? Or do you think there's going to be like extensive cleaning still? Like, do you think they're going to say, okay, people who have been allowed in, we know that they're not, they don't have the disease, they don't have the virus. So don't worry about extra cleaning or let them go to a buffet. I think, I think Walt Disney World is going to develop a clinical case of OCD when it comes to the parks and the resorts. I think they are going to have people scrubbing things down with bleach. You're um, not going to be allowed to touch anything. No, you're not. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I think, again, you know, look, we can say safely now with proof that Disney will absolutely put public safety ahead of profits. Okay? There's just no getting around it. They will put public safety ahead of profits. Um, so I think they are going to take every precaution possible, especially when the parks first open. They are going to err on the side of caution, whether it's in the, what the protocols are for cleaning, uh, what the protocols are for social distancing, what the protocols are for screening, um, and then they will adjust and adapt as the situation requires. But I think for the initial, and, you know, we'll take questions in a little bit. I, I'm assuming one of our people, Craig, is in the room that can text me questions. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that's but, going to be even I just wanna, more true with Disney just, Cruise Line. I just want to get ahead of the of the questions. I think the parks are going to open in June, and I don't have a favorite bathroom. Okay, so we can <laughs> skip those questions. Um, wow. Oh, I do. My favorite bathroom is just down the hall. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we're doing a lot of Q&As lately, and a lot of the same questions are coming up. So I just want to get out in front of them. Um, but I think, you know. <laughs> Based on what you said before, I, apparently you crap in the same bag. So I don't know what that was about. That was weird. <laughs> what to get when I said that the DVC needs to get their crap together in one bag? Yeah, I don't crap in the same bag. Oh, okay. That's a Thank Skyliner you. bag, right? Yes, defecation bags. Um, so yeah, um, I uh, I think that we'll see extraordinary measures through the end of the year, assuming they open the parks again in June. I think through, at least through the end of the year, um, and then they'll adjust because you know you got to think about you know 
honestly, summer's not the busiest time of the year anymore. The fall is. The fall is. What's we also have to think that they just canceled the college program. That means they're not going to have any of those people from other countries. That is why, well, I I wanted to talk about that, too, that they just announced that uh, the fall college program that was supposed to start and these people were supposed to be arriving in, you know, May to start beginning early June has been canceled. Now, think about how many cast members that ends up being. Now, I don't think they think they're going to stay closed through the fall. I just think they're going to scale back on things where existing full and part-time cast members that aren't part of the college program are going to be able to handle it. And I think they're most focused right now on protecting those jobs um, above all else. So, Do you think we're going to see parks open all at once, or do you think we're going to see them open in stages? Stages, and, and even within a park, I think it's going to be stages of a park will be open. I agree. I think we're going to see Disney Springs. I think the hardest one is going to be Epcot. I think Disney Springs is first. That's the first one that's going to open. Um, And kind of what they've done in China. I think that's the model. Um, They opened their downtown Disney district in Shanghai. Um, I believe it's still open as well. Um, But they haven't opened the parks yet. But that'll be the first. That'll be the first thing. And I think we're going to see that. And I'm taking a wild guess here. Mid-May. Mid-May, we'll start seeing that. And then there'll be a gradual, a gradual opening of the parks. But even when the parks are open, they're not going to be... What are you doing? Fingers crossed. Oh. (laughs) What are you you talking about? Kevin did something to the camera, and I thought, what are you doing? It was his fingers were crossed. I'm like, what what, what are you doing? All I did was fingers crossed. Sorry, I apologize. Go ahead. Um, I think you're going to see Disney Springs first, and then I think you'll see a gradual opening of the parks. But even then, I think it's going to be crowd crowd limited. It's going to be crowd limited. So... um, All right, so we're going to go ahead and just do a little bit of housekeeping, and then we'll take some questions. Um, First, I want to thank everyone for your support of Dreams. Um, It has been making a huge difference. A lot of people saying, you know, normally I would book my vacations on my own, but I want to show my support. Um, That has, I can't tell you what a huge difference that is making and i want to encourage people if you like our content if if you like our shows uh that's how we pay for it so show your support to dreams dreamsunlimitedtravel.com um and thank you thank you thank you it really it means a lot to us that you guys are doing that for sure and not just not just the business right but when the agents pull these reservations and they see notes like that that you know, we love what you guys do. We want to support you. It just lifts them up. And I'll tell you something: they need that. They need that because this has been a nightmare. As Kevin was just outlining what he's going through, as you know, having to dismantle vacations basically, and you may not get paid for it. Um, and they're doing it anyway, and they're doing it, you know, out of a sense of loyalty to their clients um, and a desire to do, you know, to help. Um, and you know, one, one thing, good thing, I think that's come out of coronavirus is that I don't think I'm going to have to answer the question for a while 
why do I need a travel agent? I don't think I'm going to have to answer that question for a while because this is why. When the crap hits the fan and you need somebody to help you navigate this stuff and this isn't somebody who just books their own vacations and decided they're going to book yours too. These are professionals. These are well-trained professionals that are doing this. Um, and they're advocates. They're advocates for their clients. It's true. Um, and never been more proud. Never been more proud of my uh, of, 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 of our team, uh, both on the dream side and over here on the Diz side. Uh, except Craig. Craig's terrible. But, um, <laughs> oh, poor Craig. <laughs> I always have to throw that in. Craig is amazing. I mean, Craig he's, is amazing. He's not wrong. So Craig is my rock. <laughs> Craig is my rock. Um, but um, you know, other ways you can support the Diz. I, I want to thank the folks that have signed up for Patreon. Boy, have you made a difference! Thank you so much. Um, and we're actually thinking about not going to say exactly what I want to do yet because I still haven't. The only person I've even blown this past is John. We're going to do something very, very, very special this month for Patreon. We're going to do something very special. Um, naked shows. He wants to do all our shows naked. Only for Patreon. Well, no, we want to get people in. We don't want to, oh, no. don't want to repulse them. I was just going to say, what do I have to pay to not see that? <laughs> well, there, that's the other one. Um, you know. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I mean, our, our, our Patreon supporters... You know, I mean, I, look, you know what? I, I it's not like I'm surprised. I'm incredibly grateful. I'm incredibly grateful. We've always had uh, an incredibly supportive audience. We've just never had to leverage that support for something like this. We've always tried to push it to other things and give kids the world, for example, which they're doing. A lot of people are asking me about give kids the world. Um, they're doing the best they can right now, obviously. Uh you know, a lot of considerations there. Um, Last I heard is operations are officially shut down. I give kids the world, but Pamela Landsworth is there living there now. She's just decided she's going to stay there the whole time and take care of things. So that talk about dedication, you know, you know, you know, uh, so I look I, and things are tough all, all over and I get it for everybody. That's why we've been trying to do as much, new stuff is my landscaper here or is it next door? i have housekeeping if you don't mind go ahead i would like to thank everybody for the wonderful and loving birthday wishes it was not how we expected to spend our my birthday <laughs> but you know what we're all here the other thing i would like to say is there's a lot of people out there who aren't used to spending every day at home and are feeling a little bit isolated. I mentioned this on the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show. My Twitter feed is a happy, friendly place. And what happens is, I would like you all to come and join. If you feel you want to just interact with people, the folks who seem to follow me are happy and friendly, and I've made it really, really strong effort to make sure it stays that way, and for it to be supportive and friendly. There is... No arguing and no bickering. There's no dying. drama. He is dying to get more followers than John. <laughs> That's never going to happen. Here's the deal. I'm not. This isn't even about that. Right, this is I about know. giving right. back. You Kevin's know, really good. Kevin's really good. Kevin will answer people and engage with people. I won't. 
but he's really good about that stuff. So if you want somebody to sort of interact with, you know, definitely contact him and do his stuff. And on top of that, there's a whole bunch of people who are now supporting sounds very dramatic, but it's, it's what it is. They're supporting each other. They're boistering, bolstering. That's the word I'm looking for. They're bolstering each other. And, you know, it just makes you know that you're really not alone. There's a bunch of us out there who are willing to help you get through. So come see me, Kevin L. Close. Kevin L. Close on Twitter. And John, you're pretty prolific on uh, Instagram lately. I am. John Magi on Instagram. Yep. That's my outlet. And, you know, you talk about supporting each other, and that's just what I've seen our community do, um, especially via social media um, and and how we're, you know, uh, it's awesome. It really is. I mean, I've always thought the Disney community was awesome, but this whole nother level of what I'm seeing go on. Um, and We're all looking for something to do. We're all looking for some way to help. And they're, and, and they're just keeping it fun. And I see some, so many creative on all of our social outlets, especially Facebook. That's really where I spend most of my time. Um, especially on Facebook, so many creative things being you know either it's a question or a game or something um that it's been a long time since i've enjoyed going on to facebook to be honest with you um i've really been enjoying watching it i really have um and i've been enjoying doing these things um people are asking are we going to continue doing things like this the answer is absolutely yes not in place of our studio shows but in addition we have i'm working on a lot of ideas uh, that I've been going back and forth with John and Craig about um, what I want to do. But uh, this has definitely opened up I, a lot of ideas for us. Um, so, yes, we are going to continue to do it. I've been really enjoying the impromptu Q&As that uh, Craig and I have been doing. I told him yesterday that even after all this is over, I want to continue doing that. Um, but, you know, <laughs> in a lot of ways, this is the only interaction I get with other human beings is when I'm doing this. Um, so, but it's all good. It's all good. Um, I wanted to let everybody know, uh, last thing in housekeeping, at least for me, uh, we have launched the Moving to Orlando website. MovingToOrlando.com is officially online. Um so you can head over there and check that out, of course, the Moving to Orlando Facebook group. So if you're just thinking about moving to Orlando and just want to research it or talk to people who've made the move, the Facebook group is awesome. And I'm quite proud of the website um, that we put together. So movingtoorlando.com and then the Moving to Orlando group on Facebook. Um, anything else? I... Um I asked our agents uh, to put together lists of things they want folks to know about what's happening with reservations and rebookings and things. I want to see if I can get through them pretty quick. I don't have a clock. Are we okay on time? No, yeah, yeah, we're good. All right. So, um, well, what, what have you got? What else have well, you got to do? Well, you, yeah, really. Well, you do that. I got to run and grab something real quick. Okay. So sounds good. All right, I'll get the camera on, John. 
as always, always on me. All right, so we all know that the most recent announcement is that the Disney Wonder sailings through end of June have been canceled. These are the Hawaii and Alaska cruises through June 29th, um, and Disney's doing their usual, offering a, a future cruise credit if you want to rebook. If not, they're going to give you a full refund. And what we want folks to know is that there's a couple things to keep in mind with cancellations and these future cruise credits that we're getting a lot of the same questions. So we're trying to get them out of the way. First of all, I mentioned this earlier with Pete, if you're expecting a refund, Disney Cruise Line, Cruise Line is saying it take up to 90 days to process your refund. There's nothing we can do to make that faster or expedite that. So we apologize. It's going to be 90 days. We hope it's faster than that. Refunds go back to the form of payment used originally, um, and it's refunded as you applied or paid them. So you're going to get back a payment for your deposit. If you've made interim payments, you're going to get back money for those interim payments. Or if you made a balance payment, it's always going to go back in the way that you paid it. Folks are like, well, why can't I just have the whole amount credited to my credit card? Again, this is how Disney Cruise Line does it. Sorry. John, I'm going to jump in here for one second. Okay. If you use a Disney gift card, that money is going back to those Disney gift cards. Yep. We say this all the time. You got to keep them. But this is even more crucial than ever because it's people have been making, you know, $200 or $300 interim payments. So you're going to have a lot of Disney gift cards. Um and I also want to point out, the agents have asked me to remind folks that the future cruise credit is based on the cruise fare and not the total amount you paid. Taxes, fees, port charges, et cetera, will be refunded. The future cruise credit is on the cruise fare only. All right. And the other thing they want me to remind folks about is if you have one of these Walt Disney World bookings that you've redone to the free dining. Uh, this is only available to folks affected by the COVID-19 cancellations and closures. You cannot have a new booking with free dining. That's just Disney's rule about that. Um, it's, it's available for arrivals June 1st through September 30th. It is not available for Christmas or any other time past September 30th. Um, you have to book a ticket that include a package that includes tickets. Again, Disney's rule. If you want the free dining, you have to have a package that includes tickets. Even if you have tickets purchased somewhere else, even if you have an annual pass, you have to take at least a two day base ticket. And there we've talked about this before. The ticket amount can be applied to an annual pass. However, this is a new annual pass and not one you've already purchased. Dreams agents will help you walk through that. But again, remember, you have to have a ticket. Um, uh, if you bought just, tickets through it, Just uh, what I've heard is if you call Passholder Relations, they will allow you to take the value of those tickets and apply it to your next renewal, even if you're not within the renewal period. There's uh, other things too, Pete, that it gets a little muddy here and that even though these are date-based tickets... They don't ever really go away. So if you go to ticket services or guest services after your trip, it might fall off your My Disney experience, but that value is still available to you. It gets really complicated and convoluted. So we'll help you walk through it and stuff. And again, guest services, ticket services will help you apply that amount to a future annual pass purchase. 
but again, it can't be applied to a current annual pass. Um, if you bought through a third party, we apologize. You got to go through that third party and find out what their policy is for the tickets. We can't help you with that. Disney can't help you with that. All right. And then the other thing I want to mention, too, is I mentioned on a show we can help Disney Vacation Club folks who were canceled because of COVID-19 who want to rebook. Only if you're going to pay cash or use a credit card for one of these new free dines. The, you can't just add dining to a Disney Vacation Club reservation made with points. That seems to be something that perhaps I didn't speak clearly of last time. The free dining is only if you rebook with cash or credit a new Walt Disney World package. It's available to you if you had a DVC reservation that canceled. But again, the new one has to be with cash or credit. And again, Dreams Unlimited Travel is offering a $50 gift card specifically for these free dine rebooking reservations. All right. How was that? They do okay? You did great, John. Thank you. You're a Scooby snack. (laughs) Excellent. Um, All right. So let's uh, let's take some of these questions that are being sent through to me. Um, People want to know what the name of my island is in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Discovery. Um, Thoughts on split stays. Let's talk about something other than coronavirus. Oh, good. Uh, uh, thoughts on split stays. I was never, I was never a fan of like the concept of split stays until I became a DVC member, and that was like, oh yeah, you know, you you do get to, and people were talking about them. DVC members seemed to be really really big on them, um, and in hearing people talk about why they do it, because you know, you get a chance to kind of change it up and maybe do three days at one resort, three days at another. Um, and you get to experience both resorts in one vacation. Um, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's actually kind of cool. And I've done it a few times. So I like the concept of split stays. And, and gener- generally speaking, Disney makes it quite easy because uh, they'll move your bags for you. Um, they'll move everything over for you. Um, so you just kind of check out and check your bags and they'll bring it over to the other resort and, you know, go to the parks and I mean, when they're open, um, and, uh, you know, you go back to your new hotel and just get your bag. So, um, I love I, up to that. I personally, I'm not a fan of the split stay only because I'm a unpack once kind of guy. I want to unpack. I want to settle in the room. I want to set up all my stuff and be done with it. Um, I'm not big on moving between, but I understand why people want to do it. And I think it's great. A couple of things that we advise folks is if you're going to book a Walt Disney World package for your stay, book your tickets as part of your first package, your first stay for the length of both of your stays so that you get the best price and that they're still good for the second part of your stay. So that's one thing. You don't do a three-day ticket and then the three-day ticket. You want to do the ticket for your entire part of your stay. The other thing we advise people to is if you're going to do a value and a moderate or a moderate and a deluxe, always do the lesser value resort first. Because the last thing you want to do is to go from the Polynesian to the All-Stars. Yeah, really. You don't want to have that. That's not how you want to end your vacation. Um do you think some of the failures and lack of transparency from Disney are due to new management pr- 
Okay, let me read this again. Do you think some of the failures and lack of transparency from Disney uh, due to new management priorities is going to sour some Disney vets and give Universal a second look? I think just the opposite because, as I said, the communication coming from Walt Disney Travel Company and Disney Cruise Line has been superb, and I think their customer service on these issues has been superb. If anything, I think they have shown from what they have demonstrated, they're going to get more loyalty, not less. Um, the divisions we were talking about were Adventures by Disney and Disney Vacation Club. Universal doesn't have versions of those things. So no, I don't think Universal is going to get a bump because Disney dropped the ball because Disney didn't drop the ball. Disney World did not drop the ball. Disney Cruise Line and Disneyland did not drop the ball. So, no, I don't think there's anything that Disney has done in the course of this pandemic that would lead anybody to say, oh, I'm going to give Universal a second look. I think people should consider Universal anyway. I think Universal is an incredible product. But I don't think there's anything that's happened with this. But I don't know if either of you disagree with me on that. No, I agree. I also think, too, it's interesting is that Disney has done this, uh, if you've been affected, Future Cruise Credit and Free Dine, where Universal has it. As a matter of fact, I was contacted by our Universal sales rep who said, we see what Disney's doing. Can you give me ideas of what we should be doing? And I said, first of all, you need to do something. Because I'm getting a lot of, boy, Universal's not making me happy because they're not even acknowledging this. So you've got to do something to begin with. And second, you've got to put some thought into it and see what Disney's doing. Yeah, Disney's Universal's kind of not stepping up at the moment. We but, hope they will. Well, while we're talking about Universal versus Disney here, uh, in the Q&A that Craig and I did yesterday, Craig brought something up that I thought I just hadn't thought of. <clears throat> Uh, Disney, the Disney company, 40% of their revenue comes from theme parks. That's not the case with Comcast owning Universal. So on some level, Comcast may be better positioned on the other side of this financially to compete. Um, Craig, how do you think that would that would manifest if we're just going to take shots while you guys are doing this can you turn my camera off for a minute yes yep thank you you're all good kevin uh for me i just okay so one of the things that was driving me nuts watching spectrum news today which i don't know why i watch it it's just central florida habit but it they are like going nonstop about now turning on to like community pride and everything has to be one Orlando and you know, it's hashtag everything. Anytime you get a takeout order from a local restaurant, you need to make sure you send the pictures out that you're supporting local businesses and keep it all together. So if this starts becoming, I don't know what's happening in other areas of the country and such, but if this starts to become uh, a bigger thing, you know, it's in terms of really going going back into the competition mode, you know, it would have to be done very slyfully because right now while everyone's talking about coming together and and 
being getting through this by supporting each other the last thing you want to be known as is once it starts to slow down is the the person who's taking swings at the other guy even though they they have the ability to but i don't it's i so i'm not i'm not sure if competition and really taking advantage of disney's weaker position in this is something that is necessarily something they'll go after but you know maybe that's just because i'm the I'm the carefree optimist with hope that everyone knows me as. Yes. <laughs> well, I also think, too, one of the interesting things about Universal and their position with Comcast is um, they are they're keeping a lot more folks at this point in time. Let's just say that. At this point in time, they're keeping a lot more of their folks than Disney. We know that Disney's going to do these furloughs as of April 19th. Universal has not announced that. Um, the folks that we deal with seem to all be okay. Um, you know, so it, it might be that ability to financially up, keep the, the, that sector of the business going, that might be their strength for right now. But I don't think in the future you're going to see any Universal versus Disney, you know, Universal's Universal. And they're two different animals in this space. And okay, Dr. Craig, Evil I with, apologize. Dr. Dr. Evil has moved to her throne. Um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am sorry. I was sitting on a wooden stool, and I told you I turned 61, right? It, my back and legs were killing me. I had to move. He's in his revenge chair. So now I'm chair. sitting in my revenge chair. It looks great. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. Uh, let's see here. Um, how can they do all this cleaning if they just let go a bunch of their cast members? They didn't let go of a bunch of cast members. They 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 let go of college program. Not the college program aren't cast members, but that's temporary help. And as I mentioned earlier, I think that they are not going to open at full capacity. Therefore, they're not going to need the same number of cast members when they reopen. Now, I think they will, you know, uh, uh, I think they will bring on some college program cast members at some point obviously i don't think they're going to get rid of the college program but i think that um they my guess is and i don't know i don't i don't know i could be completely wrong but my guess is that with the full and part-time cast members that they have that are not college program with reduced openings um and uh, and fewer people in the parks they'll be able to take care of everything they need to take care of in uh you know with the with the existing cast um they'll also probably only open certain resorts resorts will be rolled out maybe one from each category true uh how do you think they'll implement social distancing in the parks i think cattle we're the right i'm just gonna cattle say cattle prods well, <laughs> you've been married long enough it's, you're, you're really one mind it's hive mind um I think you're going to see virtual queues, um, at least where the rides are concerned. I think they're, you know, we know that we've seen things. They're already testing it. They're already testing additions to uh, My Disney Experience uh, for virtual queues. I think that's what you're going to see. Um, beyond that, I think the way they're going to control it is by controlling the number of people allowed into the park at any one time. Um, I would also not be surprised to see staggered openings. And staggered closings. Yeah, agreed. I, but instead I have to of having fireworks and packing Main Street, 
like a cattle but, run. I yeah. have to go back though to say we talked about this where we did the people are going to be screened before they go in a park as possible and all of that. You may we may see the decision made that listen, we've cleared you to get into the park, so we don't have to do social distancing. Could be. Does these mindset might be listen once you're in the park, business as usual. Yeah. Well, on top of that too, it seems like it's. I maybe it's just me that has the worst luck with it, but I feel like every single time I go to any of the parks, I'm that unlucky person who ends up getting that one person that will end up sitting right down beside them or standing way too close to them in a queue. And I'm like, I don't, do I have a magnet or something that just attracts these strangers to me? Because I, I don't look like I want someone standing so close to me that they could, you know, lick my face if they really chose to, but I feel like we should be getting paid for a therapy session here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are in the chair, so, (laughs) um, uh, prices were going higher and higher at Disney world in the past years. What's your opinion about what will happen after all this? Um, I think it's going to be a mixed bag. I think you're going to see them extend discounts uh, once it's safe to bring in crowds. Um, but I think one of the ways they're going to do crowd control is by not offering discounts um, in the in in the beginning. I think they're going to do they're doing what they're doing right now. Um, one question that came through referred to it as damage control. I don't believe what they're doing right now with the rebooking free dining offer is damage control. I think it's guest recovery. Um, guest recovery for a problem they didn't cause. Um, so, you know, I think words matter and how we frame things matter. Um, so, uh, but I think, you know, one of the tools at their disposal, if they need to discourage large crowds from being in the park is just charge rack rate for the resorts. Um, you know, that's a, that's a great deterrent, uh, especially during, you know, with the current economy. Um, and I think they also are going to be careful. I think there are going to be discounts at some point. I think they are going to look once it's okay to fill the parks again. I think they're going to have to when that is, I'm not sure. I don't think we're going to see it in the fall though. I originally thought we would, but the more I think about it, I don't think we'll see that in the fall. I don't think we're going to see full capacity until we're not talking about coronavirus all the time until the narrative in the country changes. And, you know, we Won't stop. That be a wonderful day. What's that? It will be an absolutely wonderful day. You're, you're damn right. Um, so uh, we have a couple of dreams questions. I want to uh, answer. Uh, will dreams travel agent book your fast passes and dining for you? Yes. Yes, absolutely. They will. Can book. I just, but can I clarify that? Sure. By saying that, we like to work with our clients very closely and we like to talk to them about it because in some instances, um, the ability to, if something is not available to you, the ability to switch to something else is time sensitive. So what we may say is, listen, you might want to do you some of this yourself only because if you can't get what you want the first time, then it's easier than trying to go back and forth and possibly missing something. But if you want them to book it, they will. If, but most importantly, is they're going to have that conversation with you. How much do you want them to do? How much do you want to do? 
what can you do to have the best vacation? There's also something to be said for guests knowing how to work the system. And I'm not talking bypass the system. I'm just telling the, the mechanics of it so that if you have to do it while you're on vacation, you don't have to wait for your travel agent. You would also know how to do that yourself. Um, interesting question. Well, first of all, there was one other dreams question asking if we can book uh, military shades of green. Uh, we cannot book shades of green. Um, we can book military discounts if I'm if I'm not mistaken, uh, like on cruise line things like that. But we cannot book shades of green. Right. Um, if the military discount is available, we can book it. Cannot book shades of green. We also can't get military tickets. Those have to go through the PX or through your however you normally purchase those. So we get that question a lot. I want to buy military discounted tickets. Just not something we can do for you. Um, interesting question here. Would it be a smart idea to just open the parks for people staying in the resorts only to keep accountability of those people? Um, I hadn't thought of that, but that might be workable if they just open the parks for people staying in the resorts. Can have because, a lot of okay, upset annual pass holders. Well, yeah. life is life. But just... My thought process is that <clears throat> once you start letting people into the resorts, so people book this, you know, this uh, this package, this free dining package for people who whose reservations were canceled for arrival starting June first. Now those people get there, and two of the four parks are closed. Uh, we may have another problem. Yeah. And half of the restaurants. <coughs> so it may be that may be a, a, a solution. That may be what they're thinking. In all, because I thought that was a pretty bold thing to offer that package for June first. And so maybe what they they might be considering is just allowing people in the resorts or even on those packages access to the parks. I mean, yeah. I don't know how that would work logistically. Um, well, it could be tied to your magic band. Your magic band could tell tell. Not logistically. That was that was the wrong word. Uh, uh, PR wise, I don't know okay, how no. yeah. <laughs> how that's going to work. Yeah, I mean, your magic band's not going to fix that. Yeah, no. you're going to have people who are going to be who have booked for June who didn't book under this promotion because they just booked. So how do you handle them? And, and again, I think. You're going to get a big backlash from the annual pass holder community who says, you know, I I purchased this pass. How could you keep me out of the park? So, yeah, tough. That's a tough one. What's the first ride you're going to go on once everything reopens, Craig? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, I, I can say the one that I'm hoping will be open when it reopens and that's Spaceship Earth, since, of course, it was supposed to close. Uh in at the end of may if it is if it just doesn't open back up when all the parks open up i will be devastated that i didn't get a final ride on it that i wanted but uh yeah if if that is if that is opening when the parks reopen i will probably run to that because i know i know it's on limited time at the very least uh my first attraction Will be people mover. The people mover by myself, social distancing. Um, 
but that would be the first thing I would go on. Um, My first will be an airplane to Alani. If you book a DVC room with cash and aren't a DVC member, do you have access to DVC resort perks? No, you do not. Um, You are, you're just basically, it's a hotel room. So if you do it like, you know, if you get a one, two bedroom, there's a washer and dryer in there. You're certainly free to use that. But if you're staying at Bay Lake Tower and you're not a DVC member, you're not getting up to Top of the World Lounge or any of that other stuff. So, no. Um, uh, Kevin, move again. <laughs> no, don't move again. Um, can we can we move bookings made through Disney's European site to Dreams? No, you cannot. No. Anything booked through uh, Walt Disney Travel Europe, uh, we can't do anything with. Uh, you can live in Europe and book with Dreams Unlimited Travel, absolutely, but we don't have access to those reservations and we don't have access to those special packages that are designed, you know, like the all-year free dining, everything free come to Disney. Right. 14-day passes that yeah, they offer like and crazy. things like that. Yeah, um, And the reason for this is because it's actually within Disney, it's two different companies. It's two different two different travel companies, one for Europe, one for the United States. I know it, and Australia is the same thing. They have their own travel company. So it gets really weird. People go, I don't understand. We don't understand. It's, <laughs> you know, just, the it's, way just, it's just the way Disney works. Um, do we think all the construction is going to be done for the 50th anniversary? Not everything they were planning. I think the things that, or we've talked about this before, I think the things that they are already in process on and are close to finishing will be finished. The things they haven't started yet, I think, are going to be cut. Didn't they just announce that the shape of water is going to be delayed? That's not the shape of water. Shape of water? <laughs> what are you that talking about? The, the, movie, water, by... the taste of water. Moana's water, water world. Water everywhere. What's it called? Craig? Do you know what he's talking about? Well, he's confused. I know what he's talking about. It's a journey of water. Uh, yes. I'm sorry. No. Uh, no. You can see how off I was. The shape of water. Well, you just... <laughs> Like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Octavia Spencer is like I'm gonna have an attraction. <laughs> of three words, I had two of them. She's, you know, yeah, but they're important. Make out with an alien. Um, no, I and yeah. I still didn't get it right either. So I just, it's one of those things I can't think of it. There are going to be things that are either going to be delayed or scrapped. I think there's no question they about it. They just announced that was going to be delayed. But yeah. there, there are things that are going to be delayed or scrapped. But Stuff that is already in process and stuff that is already uh, close to being finished. So Ratatouille is going to, I think that definitely happens. Guardians of the Galaxy, Tron, those attractions, those are headliner attractions are absolutely going to be done. Um, Some of the smaller stuff, um, I think, delayed. I don't think they're going to want construction going on during the 50th. So it's really going to be limited to stuff that, A, they can have done by then, B, um, that they can afford to do. Because, again, money to make up for this is going to have to come from somewhere. It's going to have to come from somewhere. It's a business. It's going to have to. Um, so that's 
kind of my thoughts on that. Craig, agree, disagree? I, yeah, I agree with all of it. The one question that we see pop up almost every one of these, we haven't answered it yet. Like People keep asking, do we think that they're going to change the dates of the 50th anniversary? And first off, they didn't announce the celebration dates. So we can't really say one way or another when it was going to start because that. But in terms of the 50th anniversary itself, they can't change the actual physical date of the, not physical, but they can't change the date of the 50th anniversary. It's not like they can say, OK, well, we, we're not going to do it on October 1st, 19 or uh, 2021. We're going to actually change the opening date of Magic Kingdom to to December 2nd, 2022. Like they can't, they can't do that, but maybe they will change around some of the start times, the length, something with it. But, uh, that's all just up in the air. That's not something to think about right now at this point, in my opinion. Um, I want to address this one. Can Disney afford this financial hit? Um, yes, of course they can. Of course they can. Um, this is a massive, massive, multinational conglomerate with a lot of money in the bank. So, of course, they can absorb this. And Bob Iger addressed that in the Forbes article, which we have a, uh, we have a lot of it on the Diz, uh, www.info.com. You can go check out the article. Um, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. Because you know, some people are like, oh, is Disney going to go bankrupt? Disney's not going to go bankrupt. Disney, okay, look, now, if this goes on for a year and a half, two years, where the parks are closed, hmm. We're all out of business, okay? All of us. Um, but uh, I don't think that's what we're looking. I really don't think that's what we're looking at. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think the company's. I think the company will be fine. Um, the company has also has other um, financial streams, as revenue streams out there that aren't just the parks. The parks is a big deal, and also the fact that people can't go to the movie theaters is a big deal. But there's other stuff out there that generates revenue for them plus they also have um a lot of cash on hand and their stock took a hit but it bounced back surprisingly well because that was a fear that was out there that if it dropped to so low that maybe they were ripe for a hostile takeover based on stock price but the stock came back up so i don't think any of that is in the on the horizon to worry about yeah um i think i think people are smelling blood in the water that isn't there uh, with Disney right now. Now let's talk about this in two months, three months. We'll see where we are. But as of right now, I don't see that. Um, all right, one more question. Uh, blah 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 blah. Chances of food and wine happening this fall in our living rooms. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, honestly. I think it's I think it's six to five and pick them. It really depends. It really depends on what the the path of this crisis is over the next couple of months. Um, I will say this: that if it's if if things improve and Disney opens, they will most certainly do food and wine. Mm -hmm. They may adjust how they do it, how they serve the food. They might, uh, you know contact with with folks but here's the deal this is too lucrative for them to give up they are going to make sure that happens if they're open exactly like that's the entire reason why we saw the influx of the the extras added to the festival seeing 
the the festival of the holidays increase from what it used to just be before, which was pretty much nothing. The addition of Festival of the Arts, adding the kiosk years ago now to Flower and Garden that feel like they've been with the event forever at this point. It's they Disney tasked events to come up with a way to make extra revenue and they pinpointed exactly where they could do it in the events themselves and by adding extra and adding additions to it so if they if everything is open and it's business as usual at food and wine time you better bet well that's a big if that's a that's why i'm saying it's six to five and pick them that's a big if we're speculating june but i'm going to tell you what if the parks don't reopen till August and they've got to do staggered and crowd control and all that stuff in August, they're not doing food and wine. I don't see any way they could responsibly. I don't see any way they could. So, I mean, look, yeah, everything opens up in June or we start opening up in June and by the fall. Yes. If we're back to some semblance of normal by fall, but you also have to keep in mind there's speculation that we could see coronavirus um, die off over the summer only to come back again in the fall. So it's really, it's too early to tell is really the right answer to that. It's way too early to tell if food and wine is going to be, be a thing. Um, I think they certainly want it to be, but whether or not the reality is going to allow for that, I think is a different is a different story. So, all right. Well, thank you, folks, for your questions. Thank you for joining us uh, on you know what is like episode number eighty-three of Coronavirus Edition. Um, that's what it feels like. Uh, thank you, John and Kevin. Thank you, Craig. And uh, we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Have a great week, folks. And remember, stay in the damn house. <laughs>